everybody i'm eureka john and welcome to the eureka street crypto podcast this is my morning brain dump usually and video blog and i talk about all things crypto and uh, it's my time in the morning to just kind of get it out and um, i've just been kind of documenting my progress as i learn about web 3.0 technologies in the crypto space this episode is going to be a little bit different and I hope to do more of these. I've partnered with opencurrent.io. The reason being is I find myself generally trying to talk about current events and news and developments in the crypto space and I find myself getting a little hung up. I find myself getting hung up on concepts and fundamentals um, that uh, you know, I, I want to keep my audience up to speed, you know, and I'm talking about DeFi and I'm talking about all types of new NFT projects and stuff like that. And I feel like I'm kind of losing some people sometimes. And, and I find myself going back and, and explaining these fundamentals. And by the time that I finish explaining all these fundamentals, I'm 20 minutes into the video and I finally get to the point and, you know, it's just, you know, typical rambling. Um, yeah, it's just kind of my style anyway. But uh, I wanted to make some videos that specifically touch on certain topics that uh, I can refer back to whenever I'm covering other videos. And this first video, I'd like to talk about the evolution of the web from web 1.0 to web 2.0 to web 3.0 and talk about how that developed because a lot of people don't understand that you know i have some people ask me you know so hey you know how's the crypto market did you you know do well in dogecoin and shiba inu i hear elon musk talking about it or they say you know oh so how do you like working for bitcoin <laughs> and uh, you know as ridiculous as it sounds i get asked those questions you know you know how 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 is ethereum doing you know how's it like working for ethereum um, i i don't work for ethereum i don't work for bitcoin um, these are all web uh, technologies. These are all cryptographic technologies. These are all internet technologies. And these are all blockchain technologies. And uh, I just want to talk about just some of the basics and some, you know, cover some of the early ground. Um, so let's go over here to the screen and uh, let's take a look. We have web 1.0, web 2.0, and web 3.0. As you can see, um, web 1.0 is pretty basic. It's your basic web page. It's HTML, um, then CSS, JavaScript. HTML is just the basic structures using tables and um, just text and hyperlinks. And you store those on a server and you, you need to be able to log into the back end in order to change the content on these pages. Um, so that was the beginnings of the web. So here's an example of a web 1.0 website. Um, let's go over here to this one right here. Berkshire Hathaway, yeah, I'm Warren Buffett. Um, he does not like Bitcoin. He does not like cryptocurrency. Um, so here is a, here's his website. It's just basic text and hyperlinks. 
that is it. It's about as simple as you can get. You know, this is like Craigslist. I mean, yeah. So I mean, but Craigslist is is it has a 1.0 look, but it's it's more web 2.0. But I'll get to that in a second. But here's Berkshire Hathaway. You know, it has the text, it has links. That's it. Purely informational, purely static. That's all it is. And um, here's another example. Here is the Hong Kong hikers kiosk. So this one has some pictures on it. As your standard navigation bar, um, yeah, that's really about it. Purely informational. Um, so yeah, it's a maybe a step up from um, from uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway website, but not much. So yeah, it has a little bit of interactive hyperlinks right there. Um, that's a little bit of JavaScript, and all that JavaScript is on your end. Um, nothing really t taps into a database for interactive information. And uh, so, yeah. And uh, then, you know, e-commerce is kind of a transitional idea that, that was before the precursor to Web 2.0. Uh, we had things like GeoCities um, back in the early days. Uh, let's see here. So GeoCities were the precursor to social media websites. And uh, you could basically go into Yahoo and uh, well, Yahoo bought GeoCities and uh, you could create your own website, you know, using a WYSIWYG, which is what you see is what you get. And as drag and drop and, you know, you upload your pictures. Um, so <clears throat> uh, the, the web hosting service gave many Internet users their first websites with 19 million unique visitors per month. GeoCities was the third most visited site on the web behind AOL and Yahoo in 1998. And then after that is whenever MySpace and Facebook and Blogspot started coming in and taking over um, the space that GeoCities was in. So that brings in Web 2.0. So Web 2.0 is social media, it's user-generated content, it's mobile access, um, high-quality camera and video apps, it's corporations monetizing your data, it's high-speed communication, global internet access. So that started happening from around 2006 to the present day. However, the caveat with Web 2.0 is everything is centralized and everything is run by a third-party information. So all your information is stored on that centralized server. Every photo you put up, every post you put, all the user-generated dynamic content, your credit card information, everything is put up in the centralized servers and owned by all these corporations, you do not own your data. If something is free, you are the product. So that is how Web 2.0 works. Examples of Web 2.0 websites are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Chrome is Web 2.0, Uber, Grubhub. These are all Web 2.0 type of applications in which it's participatory. There's a dynamic exchange between you and the server. Um, world websites which highlight user-generated content, usability, and interoperability for web users. Web 2.0 is also called the participative social web. Web 2.0 brings a significant change in Web 1.0 because social media platforms and apps came into existence in the early 2000s as people began to use new technologies such as social media websites and online video sharing, they realized that this was a new wave of communication and a way to share previously unthinkable ideas. The result, Web 2.0 contains user-created content and communities. Web 2.0 was an interactive platform that allowed more significant user input and engagement through blogs, tweets, and social media networks. Web 2.0 also provides writable data to the users. 
Another example of Web 2.0 is Venmo. And Venmo allows you to send money from one person to another, and so does Cash App. However, it, the money always goes to an intermediary first before actually going to the other person. There is no such thing as peer-to-peer -peer or person-to-person -person transactions. And that can create a point of censorship in which any government or corporate entity could stop a transaction for any reason that they seem fit. And this has been seen in recent news. Now we get to Web 3.0. The Web 3.0 era is known for read, write, and execute. So Web 1.0 is read, Web 2.0 is read and write, and Web 3.0 is read, write, and execute. And a typical characteristic of a Web 3.0 website is um, having a browser wallet or a MetaMask wallet. Right up here in this upper right-hand corner, you see this little icon and all these icons right here are wallets or most of them are. And so let me click on this one right here. And this is MetaMask. And MetaMask allows you to store and send and receive cryptocurrency. And when you connect this to a website, you are able to interact with the website with your wallet, carry your information with you, and you can go from website to website with your money and your data. And so now we are at the point where we can own our own data and transact it directly with others without any type of intermediary needed or any points of censorship or anything like that. So this gives the power back to the people instead of remaining in the hands of large corporations. So OpenCurrent has stepped in to allow communities of people to be able to share fresh knowledge with each other and to be able to continue to monetize directly off of that knowledge that they have while they are able to receive and share that data from others. So let's take a quick look over here at Reddit. And I was looking up the topic of Web 1.0 and trying to research that a little bit and looking up which websites are still active. As you can see, Reddit is a Web 2.0 website in which the user can interact and upload their own information, type in their own posts, create their own communities, and communities can, can share knowledge back and forth with each other. However, Reddit is centrally owned and managed by a corporation, and the corporation owns all the data that is on this website. You cannot take your data, and you cannot sell your data on this website to anybody else, and you cannot profit from it. Reddit owns everything, and they can censor it if they deem fit. But Reddit is a great place to learn from others. And it, it is a place where there is tons of fresh knowledge, knowledge that you won't see in college textbooks, knowledge that you won't see in established literature, and knowledge that you oftentimes won't see in academic circles. So Reddit is a great place to find the fresh knowledge. And the fresh knowledge gap is ever widening the faster technology moves. So if you want to find, for example, some specific Web 3.0 niche topic such as the curve wars and, and decentralized finance, you're not going to find that in any type of published, established textbook because the technology moves too fast. And so the faster the technology moves, the, the larger this fresh knowledge gap becomes. So that's where Open Current comes in. Open Current has created a platform in which you can connect your wallet and you can become a contributor, you can form communities, 
and you can share your insights and get rewarded and recognized for the actual substance rather than just noise or a popularity contest or upvotes or, or, or providing data that can be used without your permission. And in the process, you can earn tokens and governance rights and form communities and be rewarded for your contributions. So not only will you be able to own your data, you'll be able to sell your data directly to those people that want to have it and use it to potential clients and you can collaborate with them. So say for instance, you have a specific topic you wanna to talk about, like best podcasting practices. You can create a podcast community. You can create a document called best podcasting practices. You can have lots of different contributors to that. All those contributions will be noted and marked on the blockchain. And then anybody that wants to buy that data and that document will pay directly to all the contributors of that document. And anybody that wants to buy that document and use that document for their project, when they buy that document, that money will go to the contributors directly into their wallets because their contributions will be noted on the blockchain. So that is the beauty of Web 3.0 of being able to contribute, being able to own, and being able to manage your own data and being able to collaborate with others to create fresh data and have it be reliable and reputable. So with opencurrent.io, there are three tokens. There's the proof of passion token, and that's the reputation token that you get. And that can be shown on your profile to give you some decentralized credentials to show that you are an expert on a topic. There's the DAO token, and that allows for governance on the platform and you can have voting rights to direct where the DAO goes in the future. And then there's the tradable token, the one that you're paid in. This token will be traded on the secondary market like Uniswap. And that's how you will get some fiat, dollar, pound, whatever currency you use value out of that. So it's finally time to get rewarded for the value of your insights. You'll be able to collaborate with others, learn fresh information, and get rewarded and reward others in multiple ways for doing so. So that's why I've decided to partner up with OpenCurrent.io. Um, I'm constantly learning some fresh topics and fresh knowledge, and I would like to share that knowledge. And what better way to be able to participate in Web3 than to be able to plug in my wallet and have that knowledge be marked and accounted for and attributed and if anybody else wants to use that, then I get paid directly for my contributions. So, hey, win-win. All right. Well, that's about it on this quick little intro video about the evolution of the web and uh, just a little blurb about OpenCurrent.io and why I chose to, uh, to partner up with them on, and talk about some of these topics, these Web3 topics. I think it's really important to get some of these fundamentals out of the way. And, um, yeah, I hope you'll continue to tune in. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give it a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.